you really go back to the start, it's, it's Hunter Biden's involvement with Burisma. I say this all the time. There are four fundamental facts here. Fact number one, Hunter Biden gets put on the board. Fact number two, he's not qualified to be on the board of Burisma, this Ukrainian energy company. He said so himself. Fact number three, the executives at Burisma asked Hunter Biden, weigh in with your father, help us with the pressure we are under from the prosecutor. Key fact number four is Joe Biden goes to Ukraine just three days after he gets that request and conditions the funding of Ukraine that's already been approved on the firing of that very prosecutor who's applying the pressure to the company that Hunter Biden sits on the board of. Those facts are, I think, clear as could be. I give you my word as a Biden. I give you my word as a Biden. I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and uh, I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. And I was going, supposed to announce that there is another billion dollar loan guarantee. I'm not going to comment that I did not. And it's just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many of these, their business associates? I did not. There's what? lies. You have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know, there's not one single bit of evidence. Not one little tiny bit to suggest anything done was wrong. You know that. But you keep asking me these questions. It's okay. He, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're doing what you have to do. But I'm not worried about it. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. I am 100 percent the um, still here today and not in a uh, jail cell or um, in an institution uh, because of my privilege and not just the privilege of a family that loved me, but the privilege of the fact that, you know, I, I had uh, been uh, very successful. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. There's no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. Again, remember the pattern. Initially, Joe Biden said, I had no involvement whatsoever, none at all with my son's business. This summer, when we deposed Devin Archer, one of Hunter Biden's business partners, the story changed. Well, there were dinners, there were meetings, there were phone calls, but we just talked about the weather. There was no business talk. Now it's to he wasn't involved financially. So again, I think that just raises the concerns we've had all along and shows that because if you come back to the fundamental question, what, what, what were they providing? What was the service? What was the product? What were they offering? And it seems obvious to me, I think obvious to anyone with common sense, it was access to the brand that Devin Archer talked about in his deposition and the brand was Joe Biden. Access to the guy who had influence. That was what they were offering. Hey, Palace Dad, it's 815 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. No, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. You're able to, to do drugs during the day and then still function, still do your job. How the f else would you do this job? Cocaine and hookers, my friend. What kind of hooker takes credit cards? A rich one! What kind of hooker takes credit cards? A rich one! Hunter Biden.
Wolf of Wall Street, the same people. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Benny Johnson, and this is in the arena. It is Thursday, December 14th, 2023. Hunter Biden is in contempt of Congress, and Congress has just authorized impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. Is this the end of the Biden crime syndicate? A two-tier justice system. Hunter Biden's crimes versus the real Wolf of Wall Street. The real Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, will be joining the show to discuss. My name is Benny Johnson, and you are in the arena where we throw the punches. Ladies and gentlemen, perhaps you've heard of the movie The Wolf of Wall Street. This was a movie that was released in 2013 to great accolades. In fact, it's listed as one of the top 10 films of 2013. It won a boatload of awards, including five Academy Awards. It's been nominated for 82 Film Industry Awards. It's based on a book that was released in 2008, a New York Times bestseller called The Wolf of Wall Street. It's author, the biography, Jordan Belfort wrote the book about his life and about what happens when a young man who believes that he is above the law commits crimes and gets caught eventually as he undoes himself, as he twists and he turns, and eventually he gets caught by the FBI and by the feds. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Belfort did commit crimes. Jordan Belfort was charged with money laundering. Jordan Belfort was charged with securities fraud, pump and dump. He used high pressure sales tactics to sell penny stocks and junk securities and then push them to people, hyping the value and then dumping them to make a profit, defrauding innocent people. Jordan Belfort received a lifetime ban from the SEC and then began to trade illegally through friends. Jordan Belfort was arrested for conspiracy to commit money laundering and security frauds that resulted in one 1,513 investors being swindled out of more than $200 million. He was sentenced to four years in prison. In 2003, he only served a 22-month sentence. He was also ordered to pay $110 million in restitution. Jordan Belfort, ladies and gentlemen, did his time, and he is now a motivational speaker. Jordan Belfort will be joining the program in a moment. But let me ask you this. Is Jordan Belfort... The bad guy in the story? Is Jordan Belfort someone to model your life after? Is Jordan Belfort somebody to protect? I mean, he was played by Leonardo DiCaprio after all, but is Jordan Belfort somebody that you should model your life after? I look forward to asking him, quite frankly. I'm very interested in talking to him. But the interesting thing that sort of dawned upon us when we were putting the show together is that Hunter Biden is effectively the Wolf of K Street. Now, K Street is the street in Washington, D.C. where all of the lobbying happens. The street in Washington, D.C. <laughs> oh, that's really good. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure how that graphic was going to come out. This is perfect. The street in Washington, D.C. where everyone goes in order to get their cash laundered, whether that be legally or illegally. If you ever hear of a lobbyist going to jail in Washington, D.C. is because he worked on K Street. And, well, you'll see that Hunter Biden's charges and the charges of Jordan Belfort align pretty nicely, actually. And the stories are quite similar. And while Jordan Belfort, of course, did his time and has been apologetic and has changed his life, Hunter Biden is still standing out front of Congress demanding that he did nothing wrong. That's the issue, ladies and gentlemen, is, is, is he 
at all sorry for what he did? Because Hunter Biden did the exact same thing. Will Leonardo DiCaprio play Hunter Biden in a movie next? He'll have to lose a few teeth. The Biden crime family laundered money. That's a charge, of course, that Jordan Belfort was hit with, the Wolf of Wall Street. There's actually a quite unsophisticated money laundering network, comical in its uh, errors and in its uh, egregiousness, so egregious, in fact, that it uh, elicited 150 different suspicious activity reports from banks. The money laundering network of the Bidens uh, was so obvious that the banks turned them in, the Biden family, into the Treasury Department and said, this is this is clearly illegal. They're not providing any services. They're ripping people off. And some of the worst countries on earth are pumping millions of dollars of cash into these accounts. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is what Biden money laundering looks like. Over the following three weeks, Biden family members made a series of complicated financial transactions to hide the source of the China money. Here's how that happened. First, Northern International Capital, a Chinese company associated with CEFC, wired $5 million to Hudson West Three, a joint venture established by Hunter Biden and a CEFC associate. Then Hudson West Three sent $400,000 to an entity owned and controlled by Hunter Biden. Next, Hunter Biden wired $150,000 to Lion Hall Group, a company owned by James and Sarah Biden. Sarah Biden then withdrew $50,000 in cash from Lion Hall Group. Later the same day, she deposited it into her and James Biden's personal checking account. A few days later, Sarah Biden cut a check to Joe Biden for $40,000. The memo line of the check said loan repayment. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the exact same operation. Two different cities, one's on Wall Street, one's on K Street, but it's the same fraud. It's the same fraud against us, the American taxpayer, and by every measure, it's probably far worse what Hunter Biden was doing because he was doing it in the name of the American taxpayer. Never once did Jordan Belfort say that he was doing this on behalf of the American people or use high government office in order to enrich himself, but this is precisely what Hunter Biden did. Now, Jordan Belfort uh, was called an illegal traitor in violation of the SEC. Now, the version of the SEC in Washington uh, that you would not want to run afoul of is FARA. FARA violations are Foreign Agent Registration Act. When you are acting on behalf of a foreign government and you're in violation of not registering as an agent on behalf of that foreign government, it's totally legal to do that, but you have to operate just like the SEC. You have to operate within a code the Bidens are totally and completely in violation of that. The Bidens were agents of foreign governments, obviously. And is that the next case that Hunter Biden is going to catch? He's already being run down by the feds on a gun charge and being run down by the feds on a tax charge. Is foreign agents registration charge next? Let's see. Now, you mentioned there could be more charges. What makes you think that? It's just my reading of, of the document in, in the first page. I think the language is uh, that they describe him as a lobbyist. Lobbyists have to register under what's called FARA, the Foreign Agents Registration Act, which is a, a government way of saying that if you're working on behalf 
of foreign interests, you have to tell the U.S. government. In this case, the indictment spends a lot of time talking about Hunter Biden's business deals with the Ukraine energy firm Burisma. It also talks about his work with a Chinese energy firm, CEFC, and it also talks about his work with Romania. And that, to me, seems to leave the door open to potential fear of violations. I also would add that there has been some reporting subpoenas have been issued for his uh, his business partner, the president's uh, brother, James Biden. And that would go to the idea of a fair, you know, working together, yeah. lobbying on behalf of foreign interests. Now, we say all of that, but their position has been that they he he accepts responsibility for this this period in his life but they've in no way admitted that they have been lobbying on behalf of those entities so running afoul of government bureaucracies that are put in place in order to keep the regulations tight around these issues this is of course something that is a big no-no they put paul manafort in prison for this remember and of course, Hunter Biden caught a heavy case in California this last Thursday with his tax filings. Hunter Biden defrauded the American public by not paying his taxes. Jordan Belfort, of course, went to prison based on defrauding securities fraud. Hunter Biden is now facing 17 years in jail for his fraud against the American people. And of course, his moral fraud against his family, he lied to his family saying he couldn't afford alimony and so forth, while he was paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to hookers. Ladies and gentlemen, the charges against Hunter Biden, well, they're not pretty. Watch. Breaking news, because we've just gotten hold of the new Hunter Biden indictment. We're going to go back to CNN's Paula Reed. What have you learned, Paula? Well, I understand. I have the indictment right here. It's voluminous. It's 56 pages. But in going through this, the Justice Department details the allegations supporting these nine counts that they have filed against Hunter Biden. They include three felony tax offenses and six misdemeanor tax offenses. Now, to put that in context, Hunter Biden was hoping to resolve this investigation by pleading guilty to just two misdemeanors. But here, the Justice Department is alleging that he engaged in a four-year scheme in which they say he chose not to pay at least $1.4 million in self-assessed federal taxes he owed between 2016 and 2019. And then they also accuse him of trying to evade the assessment of taxes for 2018 when he filed false returns. So, okay, we have securities fraud. We have lifetime bans. We have uh, money laundering. And so, ladies and gentlemen, there probably is no one better to ask about what's currently happening with the Biden family and what comes next than the Wolf of Wall Street. And again, I got to say, as a big fan of the movie and a fan of like the fascinating telling of the tale of like what can possibly happen inside of our inside of our financial systems i'm really really excited to talk to jordan belford but i must admit that i am not the first person to sort of make the connection when there was a bag of cocaine found at the white house and of course there you know the 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 personal failings the prostitution and the drug use and so forth was very much a part of martin scorsese's movie and very much a part of the the book the new york times bestseller the wolf of wall street at uh, when there was cocaine found at the White House, Jordan Belfort was booked by Jesse Waters to ask, whose cocaine do you think that was? 
This was really fascinating back and forth uh, that led to this conclusion. So we've spoken to former Secret Service agents, former FBI guys, former White House staff. Now it's time to hear from a former cocaine addict, the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, who Leonardo DiCaprio portrayed in Martin Scorsese's film, Wolf of Wall Street. So what do your instincts tell you, Jordan? So listen, obviously, I, I don't know for sure, but here's my theory. Uh, the obvious person to point to is Hunter Biden. Why? Because the action, like what people aren't focused on is why would someone take it out of their pocket and leave it somewhere? The answer is because when you're in that mindset of an addict, you want to have like little drop points so you can kind of sneak in, take a quick hit, leave it there for safekeeping and come back. So it was being stored somewhere. In other words, you could easily keep it in your pocket, get in and out without getting detected. So the person that put it there had to be there on a consistent basis to keep using it undetected. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, listen, hopefully he stopped, but people typically don't stop using a drug unless they've suffered massive consequences. And this guy hasn't suffered consequences for anything, whether it's not declaring taxes, whether it's going on the board of Burisma and like, you know, why was he there? Whether it's becoming a famous artist overnight and selling scribble scrabble for like hundreds of thousands of dollars, no consequences there. So why would he have stopped using drugs? I wonder when there's no consequences. Typically, that's just not the way it happens. Although I seriously hope he's not still an addict. That's my theory. Ladies and gentlemen, obviously I am not the first person to sort of make the connection and say that this man may be an expert. And we want to bring in experts to talk about the Bidens and talk about, well, what comes next? Because we are certainly in uncharted territories right now. And so joining me is the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. Welcome to In the Arena. Uh, Jordan, thank you so much for being on the program. I got to say, like, I'm a massive fan of the movie. Uh, I've I've read, I, I then went and saw the movie. I think a lot of people did this. Went and read the book. I know it's a New York Times bestseller. Just congratulations on the rehabilitation, on on everything. I mean, it seems like you are, like, rocking, man. Um, I'm very fortunate that in America you can get second chances. And I took that chance, took it seriously. And like I said in that clip you played, you know, I suffered consequences. And when you suffer massive consequences and lose everything, you know, you can do two things. You can become a career offender or learn from it, change, grow, and have a comeback. And I chose the latter path, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I doubt that Leonardo DiCaprio will be playing Hunter Biden in any movie uh, anytime soon. I wouldn't know, right? It would be great, I wouldn't by know. the way. That would be great. Uh, and Robert Downey Jr. back in the day would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hey, I, we're, we're, we're friends with Jesse Waters' program. I loved that clip. We promoted that clip. We thought it was really great and a fantastic booking. We're honored to have you on the show. I, I kind of want to get, I kind of want to jump into it, right? And, and talk through uh, this family because this family, the, the Biden family itself, uh, they're being charged. Hunter Biden is being charged. Uh, of course, he has his own personal and moral failings. He's being charged with tax fraud, right? He's being charged with gun charges. People are talking about foreign agent registration charges, and it looks like a bit of a mess right now. It does certainly look like a Scorsese film in the works. I would watch it. Here's your yeah. here's your DC sure. crime story, if there ever was one. Sure. I, I want to start off by saying, what's your major takeaway here as you watch this news cycle unfold with Hunter? Well, the most obvious charge that you haven't seen yet is money laundering. 
which is the most serious charge of all. Like it's very easy to put any sort of money laundering charge onto ill-gotten gains because as soon as you move or spend money that you were trying to hide or was obtained through illicit means, that's the definition of money laundering, which is a very serious offense. And you would get multiple charges for every time you move the money. So I would be very surprised if at some point a money laundering charge doesn't get strapped onto this. In, in terms of the uh, you know, foreign agent, the lobbying, I mean, to me, that's the most serious thing of all, because you made a, a very good point. Like, you know, what he did, essentially what was happening with him and his father, right? The President Biden is, you know, selling out the country, really, right? I mean, you know, essentially he's saying to his dad, listen, you know, we, we got this thing, you I can get in the board, you can use, your, your, we'll use the Biden brand, right? And I get these huge amounts of cash for, for doing things that I don't know anything about, if he did anything at all, like he has no business being on these boards. There's no logical reason why he was there other than to use the influence that his father could bring to bear. And that's exactly what happened. You could even time the events, right? With Burisma, it's very obvious when the prosecutor was fired, he was almost public and proud of it, Biden, right? So so I, yeah. I don't think it's really difficult to make the connection here that he sold out the country so his son could get paid. Ultimately, that money, some of it would flow back to him. So I think it's at this point, that's pretty obvious, right? If it was the Republicans, if it was Trump, he'd be indicted 8,000 times over already and be facing a firing squad. No, it's true, right? He'd be facing a firing squad. So, you know, there's that issue as well. But I think at this point now, you know, it's one of those things as you start pulling the thread, you know, the, the piece of clothing unwinds faster and faster and faster. And as the FBI agent who indicted me, who's now a friend of mine, said, follow the money. You want to find the crime? follow the money. And that's really what they've been doing very well in the House. And now it's a formal inquiry. So I think that there are more charges to come. Um, and I think it's going to get very ugly very quick. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So in your dealings with the FBI, the FBI is taking a lot of heat. Obviously, the FBI is a big part of your story. Uh, in your dealings with the FBI, are they nice people? Or do you think that they're uh, bending the rules right now for the Bidens? And my, my experience was they were amazingly good people. Seriously, they played by the rules. I was breaking the law. I'm the first one to admit it. I was not entrapped. They were careful. They didn't do things like pressure people in terms of like, you know, making threats to people. They followed the paper trail, followed the money, built their case slowly over time, and I got indicted. The problem is, is I think that there's a perception, and I think it's pretty accurate, that in the case of Hunter Biden – Whoever was working on this file, either under pressure from the higher ups, or there's also a systemic issue with some of the rank and file. There was some people on the case here that did not want to push it forward, that actively protected Biden, Hunter, and his father. Uh, so the case was slow walked. And if really not for the whistleblowers that came forward at great risk to themselves, yes. and a judge, by the way, who smelt a rat, is like, wait a second, there's something wrong with this new deal, right? you know, and, and, and call them out on it. It, it. He almost got away with it almost. Right. But now that, you know, it's already in this phase of indictment, what, what happens next is, is typically pretty ugly and it can happen very quickly. They're going to add on, if, listen, if they don't add on other charges that, you know, they're still on the take because they always add on more charges. They start finding more things. Uh, and I think unless you want to hide your head in the sand right now, even at whatever side of the aisle you're on, this idea that, you know, bribery has to have money going to Joe Biden. That's not true. 
That is just not true. In this type of case of public corruption, money going to family members is literally in the statute. It's there, implicit in the law is that money doesn't have to flow back to Joe Biden. If influence is being used to benefit family members, it's just as bad. He's still illegal. Both of them are of, you know, essentially not just registering as a, as a foreign agent, bribery, extortion, all these things. So that's what I think is really going to end up happening here. So given your experience, when you see the structure that has sort of been laid out by James Comer and his investigation, does this come across to you as money laundering, as a, as, as a fraudulent operation? Nothing could be more of money laundering than this. This is literally, <laughs> if you look at money laundering in the dictionary, this the picture of what he did is there. So sure. it's a great, <laughs> no, it's true. There's a great, listen, you know, the FBI agent, Agent Coleman is his real name, right? He had this chart he created of my whole money laundering operation. And it was literally just like this. It's like the money goes to this shell company and that goes to this one in this different country. And the reason they split it up over different countries is because what you do is you use the different laws in different countries to essentially make the veil harder to pierce. So while maybe they could pierce the veil in one country for this thing you did wrong, the same law doesn't apply in that country. So they place different layers and multiple layers between the original source of the money and then three, four corporations, different venues. And ultimately though, at some point, it's got to make its way back to the United States, right? And then, oh, the repayment of a loan is like literally the oldest trick in the book. At least be like, like, let me take a mortgage out on my own problem. I'll lend myself a mortgage. You're always about loans, taking back loans, right? So, you know, when I saw all this, I was almost laughing because it's like so obvious. You know, listen, if there was nothing wrong with what was going on, why all the different shell companies? Why? There's just, there's no reason for it. So, you know, the reason it's there is to try to hide the fact that the money was coming from a source it shouldn't have been coming from and that it was eventually flowing back to members of the family. And there you go. It's pretty plain and simple. Right. So we've, we've created this chart. There are other charts where, where since you mentioned it, we're, we're efforting the charts and we're going to pop them up on screen because the re Republicans investigating this in Congress have gone through and, and done the work and made it pretty, pretty visually uh, interesting to see, uh, if not kind of embarrassing, quite frankly, as you said, this is textbook money laundering. And as the banks said, perhaps you're used to being on the side of the banks. Um, I don't particularly consider myself a big time money guy, but the banks are like, there's no services being given here. Exactly. So where's all this cash going? That's the line that really stuck out to me along with the line. And I'd love to get your take on this because this is in the suspicious activity report. And I have no idea if you yourself ever generated any of these, but we've been reading through them with the Bidens. And these SAR reports are, the bankers are saying, hold up, first off, they're not, they're not providing any services. So we don't have no idea what the hell these 5 million from the Chinese are doing. Secondly, there's a lot of bribery going on with American kids, with rich American kids and American politician kids. Did you ever see any of that happening in your line of work? Um, and then, and then as far as these SAR reports, can you talk us kind of through them? What are the banks seeing sure. here? So in, in this case, so it, back in the day, it was a little bit different. Things are, are, are far more digitized now and they have, you know, computers that can spot this stuff, this stuff out even more easily than in the past. So in my case, I, I was very careful. I never took money back into the country. All right. Never got that far. All right. Mm. But it's so, so the step when most people get caught is when the money comes back into the country. And there's all these ways they do it. One way is by giving you a, a debit card, 
and you just go and use a debit card and the debit card is tied to a foreign account. So you just spend money on a debit card, no one sees it. Another very common way is, let's say you want to buy something, uh, a home. So you'll have this, a foreign bank will issue you a mortgage or guarantee a mortgage. So you're essentially borrowing your own money and getting a tax deduction because you're paying, you're paying yourself back with a tax deduction here and never paying taxes on the money coming back in. These are some of the typical ways that people bring money back into the country, right? In this case, it was just really brazen. Like, like listen, I do business all over the world. I, I speak around the world and I get very often six figure wire transfers from all different countries. So, you know, um, some of them even questionable countries. I never have a problem with my bank because they know it's like there's a contract attached. I, they see me traveling to the country. There's a speech in front of 5,000 people, right? So the service is being rendered. So what this bank sees a wire come in for X millions like, the guy didn't do anything. He has no education that will warrant his position. So, of course, they issued these suspicious activity reports. The irony is, is that despite them issuing reports and even closing down accounts saying we don't want your business, the FBI or the Justice Department did nothing. They ignored these reports for a really long time. And that is really troublesome. So that, that's really the, the thing that I see, which is kind of odd, is that this stuff happens and I have friends that get their accounts closed down. They did nothing wrong, but these suspicious reports are filed and the banks don't want to be part of it. Even if there's no crime here, the banks acted quickly, but the government didn't follow up. Why do and you what, think? Jordan, what could possibly be the explanation for that? I mean, you have, to just you have to basically assume that this is of Joe Biden has been a fossil and he has entrenched friends and that they let his kid off as we know has happened multiple times throughout Hunter Biden's life, right? Hunter Biden uh, brags about it, brags about uh, if I'd be in jail if my last name wasn't Biden. You know, I, I think in this case, and I'm just guessing, I, I doubt that Biden himself would make a call saying, let my son off. He doesn't have to. There's, as you said, there's an entrenched group of people there, call it the swamp, the deep state, whatever, these lifetime people. And let's face it, you know, as we all know, there's, you know, there's infinitely more of them on the left than there are on the right. And I think a lot of this, you know, comes down to what happened with Trump, you know, and when, when Trump got elected, when Trump was running and was getting close, even there became this sort of, this sort of feeling that the ends justify the means. Trump is so terrible for the country. It's such a disaster that the rule of law doesn't really, in this case, the rule of law doesn't matter because whatever we got to do, we have to get this guy out. So the ends justify the means. And if you look back in history, going back a thousand years, anytime people thought the ends justified the means, bad shit typically happens. And that's really what we saw happen first with, you know, with Russiagate and, you know, then moving on to literally Biden, whatever happened, how he got elected, he got elected, right? But now they're just protecting, it's, a, it's protection mode right? Protect the guy, try to block any investigations. And you have this really entrenched group of people that exist that are on the left and they heavily pr you know, prosecute on the right. And it has to be really egregious to the point now where like you know, almost it came, it had to do something, right? So the judge even stopped it. Now they're finally prosecuting. But even that, now why isn't it being accused of money laundering? Like, I mean, this is money laundering right. 101, why was that charge left off? That's the most serious charge with the longest penalties. So I'm sure that will eventually come, but it's just odd that it wasn't included in the beginning. So you're saying that they're ready, they're stacking charges and that there are going to be more to come. That's your prediction? Well, usually what happens with the government, and I've seen this in my case and others, is like, you know, when you get indicted, right, they want to, they want you to plea, they want you to plea out. 
right? That's their goal. They don't want to go to trial because it's a waste of time, resources. They want you to play out. If you choose to fight, it's very often they supersede with more charges. You saw it happen with FTX. It's very common. It's the playbook, right? They bring X number of charges, then they threaten your family members. If you don't do this, we're going to indict your family members or your best friends. And if not that, we'll bring more charges on top of you. So it's very common that there are superseding charges, sometimes because it's part of the playbook and other times because in their continued investigation as witnesses start to flip and get nervous, new information comes to light which brings more charges. So it's not always because it's the playbook. It's just, it happens as a natural evolution of the investigation. I want, I've always had a, a curiosity about one particular thing in the Hunter Biden file. And I was really hoping that you could shed some light on it. This fat diamond, the size of a fist that was given to Hunter Biden, that's disappeared, right? We don't know where it is, but it's part of these documents. It was given by the uh, Chinese, uh, apparently the spy chief of China, Hunter Biden's words, not mine, gave him this fat diamond and nobody knows where it is. And why did it, why was, what, what is this, right? Like well, what's going on here? Well, diamonds are a very common, um, let's say, I would say uh commodity that's used to move money illicitly because they're untraceable diamonds, right? They're small, they're untraceable. Uh, they're easy to hide. Um, so yeah, it's no surprise that he got a diamond. My guess is probably a D flawless, right? Investment grade quality. And it's probably not the only one, you know? But you know, listen, whatever you see is typically just the tip of the tip of the iceberg. It's what they found out so far, right? The truth is typically a lot worse. And by the way, as is almost always the case, the cover-up is worse than the crime. It's the cover-up, right? Okay, the guy got money from foreign countries. Obvious pay off his dad's vice president and whatnot, right? But it's all the, the shit that you put after that to try to cover up the fact that ultimately brings you down. That's really what it is. So I, I see here, it's such a very obvious pattern here, right? The guy was literally engaged in massive, probably one of the biggest cases in history of influence peddling. Bottom line, influence peddling, right? Biden brand influence, we saw it play out in high relief with Shokin, right? To the point where, and I almost respect Biden for this, like being so brazen, the saying, I got the guy, it's like he didn't even fucking try to hide it. I just got the guy fired. He was like laughing about it. I was like, whoa. Son of a bitch. He I got said, fired. Son of a bitch. Scarface vice president. I was like, wow, that's brazen, <laughs> right? I mean, right? So like he brags about it, right? And then it's almost like, and they try to say, oh no, he was going to get fired. Bullshit. <laughs> I mean, come on, all right? So it's like, you know, it, it, you know, I don't know how much I can curse here, but if it, you know, looks like shit, smells like shit, it's shit, right? Come on, right? Yeah. Or, you know, or there's smoke, there's fire is the nicer way of saying that, right? So, I mean, that was so brazen, but there's more, like, I mean, come on, like the Chinese, and then you see some of the the, the, the emails, like all the conversations, like, my dad is sitting right here in the room, you better not screw with us, yes. like, where's that $3 million? I mean, I mean, so, just imagine, what if that was Eric Trump? Right, of course. No, no. So what would be, ha he'd be indicted for like treason and be is like being a noose right now, probably, literally, and his father would be behind bars. So there's clearly a massive double standard. You know, these days a big double standard, the rich and the poor, right? And maybe that's true, probably is true to some extent, but it's not nearly as big as the divide between the right and the left and the application of justice. It's just, yes. it's really, it's that, and I think the country knows it. 
and the country is really pissed about it. I think there's, a, there's this undercurrent that people really get it, even on the left, okay? Unless they're, you know, they're so far gone where they just, you know, again, they're in that mindset and justify the means. And the, and the reason, by the way, that keeps popping up is with things like abortion. Like there's an emotional issue that people say it's so important, right? It's just so important that that right, that that's reversed, that it doesn't matter what we do otherwise, we have to get the left to stay in power and tip the Supreme Court to reverse Roe v. Wade on back again, right? So like, it's really a lot of it, I believe, comes down to these sort of existential issues like climate change, abortion that are so emotional to people and whether you believe in whatever side, in, and by the way, I'm I'm on the on the left side when it comes to abortion rights, just personally. But I think people should choose to a point, and I think most people are somewhere in the middle. It's a separate issue, so it's not like I'm so far on the right or anything. But the fact is, is that people that are really far on the left, it's like they view it as this like existential threat that trumps all other things. So if it means that people that are committing crimes don't get investigated because they can stay in power, then so be it because it's more important. If it means that the people that stay in power are going to make sure that the client, that, that the planet's not unlivable and I think now it should be nine years because of AOC. It's like nine or eight years left. So then yeah. it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter if they blow up the economy. It doesn't matter if they let, you know, 15,000 or 25,000 people they run across the border undocumented. It doesn't matter because we have to protect the planet. So, it was, so I think a lot of, you know, I think it was supposed to be this summer. Maybe we can grab the Greta tweet, I don't know. the Greta it's, tweet. She, she yeah. predicted like June of this summer that we'd all be dead. Uh, mm-hmm. The tweet went viral. I think she might've deleted it, but I yeah. Well, well, I, I live in, I live in Miami. I'm seeing a lot of like uh, politicians, like buying houses on the water. They don't seem to be <laughs> so scared. <laughs> yeah. Barack Obama, Barack Obama is physically incapable of building a mansion anywhere outside of the direct the water, water line. Right? Yeah, so, Hawaii, you know, Martha's Vineyard, and so on. Exactly. None of them are in the Rockies. It's so strange, Jordan. I don't understand it. Well, you mentioned things. you mentioned this text message, so I'd like to actually drill down on this. We put it up sure. on screen. We'll put it up one more time. Here's the message that you just mentioned in your last answer about I'm sitting here with my father, right? Uh, can you talk us through this? Because you hit on a note that Joe Biden doesn't need the direct cash payments. So it does seem like the goalposts are not just being moved, that there's a backhoe that have pulled the goalposts out of the ground or driving in the next county. Because it used to be yeah. that Hunter Biden did nothing wrong. Now it's oh, Hunter yeah. Biden is a, it, 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 you know, did something wrong. His dad knew nothing about it. Now it's moving on to like Hunter Biden was a crackhead and we should all feel sorry for him. And also Joe Biden did nothing wrong. And then yesterday, Hunter Biden rolled out the brand new one, which is Joe Biden wasn't directly financially involved. <laughs> That's what he said on Capitol Hill while he was crying. Um, Yet we have this text message that you mentioned, and and earlier in this interview, you said Joe Biden doesn't need to get the money for this to be bribery. Can you unpack that for us? Sure. So, so again, I'm not a lawyer, but I know a lot about the law, law, and I know this law really well, okay, that in the case of bribery, you don't have to, the person does not have to get the money themselves if the benefit went to the family members or direct associates of theirs, even if they didn't receive the money back themselves, that still falls directly under the statute. And there's been distinct cases, big cases in the recent past where people have been prosecuted and convicted and went to jail for this exact thing because family members received the benefits. So without receiving whole, money. Without so they receiving went to jail money. without receiving direct cash payments. Doesn't ha- they don't have to under the statute. If their family members get the money, that's more than enough. 
And again, like as you, one of the things you pointed out in the beginning, which you said is true. I, I did some, <laughs> made some big mistakes back in my youth, right? But like, you know, I didn't sell it to country. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I was on Wall Street, you know, raping and pillaging like a lot of other people doesn't make it right. And I want to minimize that. But the, the, the problem I have with this is like, you know, what was, you know, obviously like, you know, the things that Biden does now, whether you can say one thing in particular, like Shokin, he fired Shokin, okay, but, you know, who knows, like, you know, how much he is, his decisions are being influenced by the payments that went to his family. And the point is that you never really know for sure. That's why there's a law in place to remove yes. all that. You simply can't, they can't receive money. So you don't have to prove that. And then he changed his decisions. That's not, that doesn't matter. Even if you can't prove that he made different decisions, the money went to his family as a result of him, the big guy being the, the brand. So it's an influence peddling scheme and it's clearly bribery, whether he got back money or not. And that's the law. Do you feel like there's a two tier system of justice? As you said, you, you were just a guy raping and pillaging on Wall Street, right? M metaphorically, maybe physically. I don't know. I don't metaphorically. Know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, like, listen, you were a guy. But I just say, I have to assume that. I just have to assume. That. I've been to Wall Street. I've looked around. There's scumbags everywhere. Like, I have to assume that's just, that's just the way of the world, right? And that the final guys in finance, like, th that's just the kind of people that are attracted to that world. Fine. All right. At the very least, you weren't doing so in the name of the federal government. Right. You certainly won't. You weren't leveraging uh, taxpayer-funded office uh, against the taxpayer. I know. I know. I'm not wrong here. And so, inarguably, uh, there was immorality inside of the the, the securities uh, systems and the financial systems that you were operating in. But isn't that far more exponentially worse when you're doing it against the American taxpayer and you're lever and you're leveraging us right as the product? So th this gets into like, you know, issues of like, you know, do you believe there are shades of, 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 of bad or it's just bad, bad. And I believe there are shades of bad. I believe there's bad and then there's awfully bad and there's intolerably bad. And then there's even worse than that. So yes. Like, so I never like to minimize the mistakes I made. I don't think that's right. And I, I and I don't do that, but of course, right. There are things that are far worse than what I did. And I believe in my book. And I think in most Americans book, when they, they look at this, if they want to look at it rationally without letting the party affiliation color their judgment, unless you're hiding your head in the sand, unless you're letting the ends justify the means, this is really, really bad stuff. Because what it does, it calls into question, like, you know, our elected officials are there to represent the country, not themselves, right? At the highest level, what's really happening here is you have people, at the, in this case, in the highest office of the land, who's using his name, and when he was the vice president, one of the highest offices in the land, using his name to enrich his family, right? So I think this is, this is, is horribly bad, and I think that it also undermines everyone's trust for the government in general which is also terrible because, you know, our ability to really have a country govern efficiently and, and effectively means that people have to trust the government. And right now, I don't yes. think trust has ever been at a lower level than it is today. I don't think it's ever been. And when I was growing up, we trusted the FBI. Right. We trusted, you did, you trusted the government to a point where you didn't think, okay, you knew maybe, yes, there was a divide between the rich and the poor because the rich got better lawyers. And yes, even the political class 
was somewhat maybe a bit protected, but it was almost like this, it wasn't this unequal thing that, you know, that someone in the right of the party, the favorite party could get a bloody murder. And really yes. that's what you're seeing happening. And it's not just with Biden. It's with many, many different people where they seem to be able to get away with bloody murder. And on the right, they just can't. And I think that angers Americans both on the right and in the center. Maybe on the far left, they like, oh, we like this. This is really good. It works in our favor. But I think people in the center don't appreciate, don't want that. They want it to be equal. And it's clearly, clearly not right now. I think that's part of the reason why the prosecution was slow walked because by prosecuting the Bidens, you're really prosecuting the way that the world works in Washington. I mean, Bob Menendez has gold bars rattling around in his boxers uh, from the Egyptians. It, it's starting. It's starting to unravel, as you said, very quickly. I did want to touch very quickly on Sam Bankman-Fried and sure. his payoffs of politicians, because it did seem like he was going through the Financial Services Committee, putting as much money as he possibly could to simply leverage the system in his favor and commit his own version of financial frauds. And it does seem as though the system is unraveling at a very quick clip, at a very quick pace. Sam Bankman-Fried was the number one Democrat donor in 2022, yeah. this side of George Soros. Um, will anybody ever be held accountable for this? I mean, the politicians yeah. didn't have to give back the money. Jordan, like, I, I, I like this, no receipts, yeah. <laughs> like, no, you know, no return policy. I think the system is, is is really broken with lobbyists and the ability to the political action committees to to give that much money for for, for if one person, whether it's a Mark Zuckerberg putting in you know five hundred million dollars or maybe three fifty to 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 for getting people to sign up and vote or get the vote right? legal under the law, didn't break a law, but I think the law itself is fundamentally flawed. This doesn't exist in countries in other parts of the world. There is not all this dark money and lobbying that literally controls the outcomes of elections and sets the stage for politicians to be beholden to one wealthy donor or one wealthy uh, industry, whether it's the pharmaceutical industry, the financial services industry, there's something I believe that's really wrong with the system. And you know, I don't know why it's not limited to $2,500 a dollar. It should be limited and that's it. And give everyone this, every citizen has the same amount of influence over an elected official. And you know, I don't know why it's not like that. It should be that way, I believe. So when you see Hunter Biden go on national TV, and say something like this. I'm gonna play you a clip about him crawling around on his hands and knees trying to smoke Parmesan cheese. Like, I kind of want to step back and talk about the unraveling here and like covering your tracks and the desperation that happens, especially in the mind of the addict and where how that's uh, how that's potentially led us to this moment. Here's what Hunter Biden said on TV. This is about three-year-old clip. Let's go. Crack cocaine. I probably smoke more Parmesan cheese than anyone, <laughs> anyone that you know, I'm sure, Tracy. It's a humiliating thing to say on national TV, um, but give, like, take us into the mind of like the addict and the covering up of your tracks. What's going yeah. on here? 
Well, I mean, you know, he's speaking metaphorically, I think, but what he's saying is that what happens when you're doing cocaine or smoking crack, right? You know, when you get to the end of your stash, right? You know, there's always a little bit of shake that either fell on the carpet or fell on the cracks of the of of the uh, of the, the seat cushions, and, and you know that that straw that that comes out and you're out there. That's actually kind of accurate. You know what he's saying, right? Is that you in in, a, in the depraved end game? <laughs> at the end of the road, right? It doesn't start there, but it ends there. You're literally desperate to just try to get that last granule of high. That's after you already banged on your drug dealer's door 50 times he wouldn't answer or kept texting him and he wouldn't respond. Then you'd resort to the sort of, you know, straw on the floor, which is like the lowest level. It's like the end game of addiction, right? But, you know, that aside, Okay, and I, I, I sympathize with him, empathize with, him, with his addiction. As a man who's used to be addicted many, many years back, I get that, right? And the, the issue is what I said with on, on Jesse Waters and you played the tape, right? Is that, you know, but I suffered massive consequences because of my addiction. I went to jail, yes. I lost my family and I had no choice. Like I had to either change or die basically, right? But in his case, there's really been no consequences. This is now the first time that he's suffering any consequences and he's throwing a temper tantrum on Capitol Hill. I mean- I mean, I thought yesterday's temper tantrum display was like really sad and just utterly ridiculous. It's like, well, boo-hoo, you laundered money, you got caught. Now it's time to pay the viper, bottom line. Like, and he said they're complaining. Like, it's almost like he's disregarding reality. There's been not one shred of evidence, uh, but there has been. There's not one thing that my father did, but there has been. He never was financially involved. That goalpost was moved seven times already, and it doesn't yeah. matter if he received money from you because of what happened. He doesn't have to, and he's still just as guilty of bribery. So if that gets proven in court, he doesn't have to receive money. Bingo. So everything he was saying was a temper tantrum. It's all theater. It was scripted out by his lawyer. It's almost like, by the way, if you watch Better Call Saul, you know, the, the TV series. It's like when he, when he scripts out this like thing for the bar and he scripts out to get his license back and then he gets out and he's like, fooled him, got him, right? And he gets his license back. It's like, that's how bad it is, by the way. There's not one cynical word uttered in that speech. I guarantee it, my opinion. We're loading up uh, one of my favorite clips from the speech right now, but it is worth, it is worth noting uh, that you did do time. You did go right. to jail. You did suffer the consequences, horrible personal consequences for your actions. And now you're giving motivational speeches to 5,000 people all around the world. You have a rehabilitated, seemingly very happy, productive life. New York Times bestseller. Everyone thinks you're Leonardo DiCaprio. And it's kind of, it's kind, it's kind of a great story to tell about what happens when you uh, correct a wayward right. son. Exactly. And when you do suffer consequences. And is the story of Hunter Biden the story of a father who wouldn't give his son consequences? It's a, it's a really good point, by the way, and something I, you know, that I really never thought about before, but I think you're right. You know, I, I, I think that a father's love, you can't fault him for loving his son. You know, you can't, right? And wanting to protect his son. I get it. That's certainly an instinct I would have as if I'm a father as well. But if I saw my son acting in the way that he was acting, I would, I would, not that I'd cut him off emotionally, but I would not try to prevent him from getting his comeuppance. 
because there was a time probably where he could have done that and ended uh, and, and cut off a lot of this nonsense that ended up happening. But by keeping him up on the ropes and, you know, shielding him from prosecution, he essentially was his chief enabler, as they say in the addiction business. He was the enabler to his own son out of his love for his son um, and also probably probably to cover his own hide because as things progressed, it started off as enablement and then crossed over to protecting himself. He yes. did everything he could to stop his son from bearing consequences. And what you see now is the beginning of the end, I believe. So if this justice system is anything fair in it, right, you're going to see more charges coming on. You're going to see more people coming forward. And uh, the whole truth will come out. And it's going to be, I think, a pretty ugly one at that. Yeah, it is going to be. I mean, th there's only so much lying and deceit that you can do before it all collapses, right? The, a system that's built on fraudulence and a system that is built on lies eventually comes crashing down. We saw it yesterday. You mentioned it. I did want to play you this clip. I hope you don't mind if we go a minute oh, over man. here because sure. I did want psychologically. This is utterly fascinating. You're one of the few people who've been there from the addiction standpoint, from the cover-up standpoint. And what you saw yesterday was, I think, even from the left, like everyone's saying this is pretty pathetic, quite frankly. Yeah. You go up, you go up, you have your secret service all around you. Uh, you say, I'm here to answer questions. You answer no questions. You say, I'm here to talk to Congress. You don't talk to Congress. You run away. Um, but you give a mewling and 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 bitching uh, press conference to reporters and you claim to effectively to be the victim. Um and you don't take really any responsibility necessarily, right? Everyone else's fault but yours. It does seem like the pinnacle here of spoiled child. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Here's Hunter Biden in the spiral. No matter how many times it is debunked, they continue to insist that my father's support of Ukraine against Russia is the result of a non-existent bribe. They displayed naked photos of me during an oversight hearing. And they have taken the light of my dad's love, the light of my dad's love for me, and presented it as darkness. They have no shame. These same committee chairmen have engaged in unprecedented political interference in what would have already been a five-year investigation of me. Yet. Here I am, Mr. Chairman, taking up your offer. When you said we can bring these people in for depositions or committee hearings, whichever they choose. Well, I've chosen. I am here to testify at a public hearing today to answer any of the committee's legitimate questions. Republicans do not want an open process where Americans can see their tactics. So we made this movie poster for you, uh, Jordan. Uh, I'm not sure you can see the screen, but this is what happened yesterday, the Wolf of K Street. And um, I wanted to get just sort of your thoughts on that since you did just go into how um, embarrassing it was. Uh, what was your takeaway as you watched that pretty humiliating press conference? Well, number one, um, 
the only reason the investigation is dragged on this long is because his dad and or the people, the powers that be, purposely slow walked it to let the statute limitation run out on some of the most serious charges. So it's been dragged out for that reason. But I'll tell you something that I haven't even mentioned yet that's even more important. If he's so, you know, redeemed right now, and it's all just a witch hunt, you know, how did he sell these paintings for $300,000 a piece when is he paints like a five-year-old child? Who bought the, I want to know. I, I'm the, aren't you dying to know who bought those paintings? Who paid $300,000 for worthless paintings? It's like, you know, listen, I, I like Bill Clinton, but I always love Bill Clinton. You know him and he's not my, I'm, I'm a Republican, but I always liked him, respected him for all his faults and failures. But, you know, who paid him $900,000 to give a speech when his regular fee was three? Like, right. come on. Like, you know, it's like, this is another classic way to bribe someone. I'm going to create art that's worth maybe $5 and my dad's friends are going to pay $300,000 for what? For some sort of undisclosed or undetermined favor for influence. It's just more influence peddling. No one in their right mind would believe that he sold these paintings for $300,000 because they were worth anything close to that. So again, he's out there playing the victim. And I think my favorite part was the double pause. The light of my father's, and he pauses like for effect. The light of my father's, it's like they said, that's how you got to do it, Hunter. You got to say the line, stop, take a deep breath like you're so moved, and then repeat yourself again. It's, it's freaking theater, the whole thing, right? And also, lastly, you don't get to make the rules. Like it's not. You who decides I'm going to do it public. No, the, yes. the, the House of Representatives, they have the right. They make the rules. They if they say you testify privately, like Trump, this, one of Trump's kids did. You testify privately. You say, no, I'm here only public. It's not his call. All right. So it's so like the entitlement is so insane that he's actually almost like deluded himself to believe he is in the right, that he's the victim here. And, and let's, again, as you said, even people on the left in the news were like, think this is embarrassing, right? But, you know, in his mind, he's justified, he's a victim. And as you said, spare the rod, spoil the child. I think this is that on steroids. Yeah. I, hey, listen, we're talking about art. We have created a piece of art for you. We hope that you like it. We have taken a small trailer uh, about uh, the Wolf of Wall Street movie. We've inserted the Bidens in it. We, I do want to, before you go, get your take on this art. It's not Hunter Biden level art, Jordan. It's not Hunter Biden level. Couldn't hang it in gallery. Right, right. Couldn't hang it in gallery. But please, I, I, I just, before you go, I got to get your take on the art that we've created for you, Jordan. Before you played it, though, I just want to know, I was at Art Basel this week, and I said to a really top gallery owner, I said, what do you think about that art that was sold for 300000 He just looked at me. <laughs> no words, no words were necessary. He just looked at me like, <laughs> I was like, got it. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, it. Well, here's the, here's the best that we could, we hope it hangs in a gallery someday. Uh, here's, here's our, here's our Biden insertion into your story. You're able to, to do drugs during the day and then still function, still do your job. How the f*** else would you do this job? Cocaine and hookers, my friend. What kind of hooker takes credit cards? A rich one. Your thoughts? Well, I, I think it's probably 55,000, 65 tops. You're not, you're not at the Hunter Biden level. I'm sorry to say, you know? <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, listen, I, I 
do want to have a parting a parting shot here, which is, you know, I want to put up, of course, the link to your website and your rehabilitation. And now you give inspirational speeches and you've turned your life around. And if Hunter Biden catches a case, who knows? But if Hunter Biden catches a case here, like your your message to Hunter Biden. You know, <laughs> put on the big boy pants and plead guilty and do your time. He's far better off, honestly, pleading out because if he goes to trial, you know, I, I believe a money laundering charge will be slapped onto this at some point. Um, I don't know about the lobbyists, maybe so as well, it seems like, but uh, if I were him, I would not go to trial. I think his dad's going to pardon him anyway on the way out. So we'll probably still have no consequences, but that's just my guess. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, jordanbelfort.com. You can find all of the uh, JB, uh, uh, correction, actually, let me get the uh, jb.online. This is Jordan Belfort's uh, website with all of his products and, of course, uh, some of the uh, more fascinating details of one of the more fascinating, interesting, um, and I would argue inspirational uh, stories out there. By uh, the way, new my new book just came out. This is like my new book, The Wolf of Investing, which really shows people how to actually make money in the stock market but the right way, long-term investing. It shows you really how to build a nest egg over time. It's a really great book. Really, really great. That's the legitimate side of Wall Street. How you really do it. Hey, it's good to know someone who knows both sides. Uh, Godspeed. Godspeed. Merry Christmas, Jordan. You Thank too. you so much for your insights here. Take care. Bye-bye. How are we doing? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, very interesting. We are live, obviously. We're live on the show. Very interesting. Uh, very interesting show here. We wanted to give we wanted to give Jordan Belfort the time to actually talk through this. I've never, you know, you you sit here in the studio and you talk about these issues and you read the stories, but you want to actually speak with people who've gone through them and like take the greater overall lessons. The people who felt the pressures of the addiction the people who understand what it's like to face the federal consequences uh, or the horrible things that happen when you don't face the consequences, when you don't face the music and when you're actually not held into account in the arena, which is what we're trying to do here, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody has a plan until they get hit in the face, right? Mike Tyson? Yeah. Will Hunter Biden get metaphorically hit, catch another case from the feds? Will Joe Biden pardon his son on the way out? And more importantly, will anybody ever be held responsible for this crime against the American taxpayers and our country? Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, bribery and treason are the two reasons to impeach a president. People say high crimes and misdemeanors. That's lower on. That's lower in the Constitution. That's that, that down in the Constitution a little bit. Bribery and treason. And if you're taking fat diamonds and fat stacks from China and selling American natural resources to our enemy, to literally the, the communists, well, how else do you how else do you possibly describe that? A good question that we hope gets answered. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Benny. You are in the arena. See ya.